Welcome to Open Your Eyes, a podcast about empowering each of us with the perspective and tools to grow and change. Thanks for joining us today, and thank you for making this podcast part of your inspiration time each week. If you want to find the home channel for Open Your Eyes, go to openyoureyes.org to find your preferred podcast link, and then subscribe to that link so you get automatic updates as they're released each Monday. And don't forget to leave a review and share the link with your friends. So let's get started. Today, I'd like to talk about the best time of your life. Some of you may have seen the movie, The Darkest Hour, and if you did, you had to be mesmerized, as was I, by actor Gary Oldman's portrayal of Winston Churchill. In 1938, British Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain and France negotiated with Hitler and signed the Munich Agreement. They agreed that Czechoslovakia would give up its border regions, but Hitler would cease further aggression in Europe. And after signing the agreement, Chamberlain declared to the British citizens that he had achieved peace. But the next month, without notice, Hitler invaded Czechoslovakia. And in 1939, when the Germans invaded Poland, the UK and France issued an ultimatum to Hitler to withdraw. Hitler ignored them, and Britain now was officially at war with Germany. Then in early 1940, Norway and Denmark surrendered to Hitler. Then Germany invaded France, Belgium, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands. It was at this time in May of 1940 that Churchill becomes prime minister. Everything was in chaos. He was facing a political battle at home as well. Most of Churchill's advisors are telling him to sign a peace agreement with Hitler to protect England from war. Can you imagine? Hitler has kept no agreements. France, your greatest ally, is falling, and your government is hanging by a thread. Where do you turn? How do you defend? And many in your own government are saying you should seek peace, neutrality, give in. But how do you know Hitler will keep any agreement when he hasn't kept any thus far? Set aside the impending doom of war, your country is economically broke. Food shortages, unemployment. Hundreds of thousands of soldiers have lost their lives already in a war that hasn't even yet hit your shores. You're begging the U.S. for help with no response, and now you're trapped on all sides. You're an island with no defense. What would you do? Where would you turn? Now, not to this extreme, but I think many of us have felt like we've retreated over and over again. We've been let down, and in many ways, life hasn't kept its side of the agreement health problems, children's health problems, and other struggles. Maybe you try to overcome a habit only to fail again and again, trapped. Or maybe you're trying to change your relationship, but the other person lets you down again and again. Maybe you feel trapped in your circumstances without the ability to change. Well, the interesting thing about Winston Churchill was in his trapped circumstances, he did something few other people ever do. And it made all the difference. He drew a solid line in the sand and said, we will no longer retreat. He declared, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight in the air and we shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. 
Churchill had nothing about him that was attractive. Short, squatty, squeaky, and less than a popular politician. He smoked constantly and smelled of it all the time. But he had something inside of him that enabled him to nobly rise. A sense of self leading him not to retreat and to succeed despite the odds. Now, not many days later, he would step up and deliver another call to action to his country. In that historic talk, he told the world that if Britain could stand up, rise up to Hitler, freedom would be on the horizon. And he ended with these words. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duties and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire lasts for a thousand years, men will still say this was their finest hour. In the course of your life and your family and your business and your doing what you were meant to do here on this earth, will your friends and family and business partners look back on this time and say, this was your finest hour? Just imagine if now and for the next few weeks, months, or years, this became the best time of your life. A time when you stopped retreating, second-guessing, and renegotiating. What if you could look back on this time in your life and say, I'm so glad I did what I did. Perhaps you've started a new business that you know can change your future, but you haven't given it the effort you know is needed. Well, now is the time. Perhaps you've wanted to get into shape and create an exercise routine that can help you feel good and feel good about yourself. This is the time. Perhaps it's time to get your mind right, despite the immense challenges your family's facing. Whatever it is that you've been trying to do or thinking about doing for some time now, today is the day. This is your time. You know, there's something that happens inside of you when you decide This is the best time of your life, a time to seize the opportunity. You become different. Look, it's no secret that we all face challenges in life. If they're not your challenges right now, they are your children's or your friends or others in your life. No one is immune. It's understandable and easy to let challenges affect your thinking. At this point in my life, I'm just enduring, or this isn't the time to be taking a risk, or... I'll wait until things are more manageable. And it seems that we endure and wait and manage from one phase or struggle to the next. And we retreat and sue for peace. But like Churchill, you have an opportunity, despite the attacks and the battle before you, to make this your finest hour. When you open your eyes to the opportunity in front of you right now and decide that you will seize it, It's like you opened a jar of enthusiasm and adventure, and this infuses your living with real living. Imagine two different people. One decides to make this their best time, and the other concludes that this time of their life is dull, mundane, and unfulfilling. Both act accordingly, and you can already predict what type of life each person will have. Thus, you can see the power of deciding that right now, you have an opportunity to do something remarkable. So, how do you make this the best time of your life? Have you ever heard the phrase, a wrinkle in time? There was a famous book written with this title, I think a movie as well. And many scientists believe that time travel is possible. And here's how they describe it. 
Time, like a piece of paper, can be folded on itself. So imagine if you fold a piece of paper and then put a pin through a point that travels through both ends of the paper. And this creates a hole from one side of the paper to the other. Likewise, you can travel from one point on the continuum of time to another. So if you could travel to any point in time in your life, when would you travel to? It's funny that when I ask people this question, most choose a point in their past. Very few people choose a point in their future, and almost no one chooses this point in time today. The most important time of your life is now, not when you were married or when you retire or when your kids graduate from school. You see, we're always expecting the time to be better later, but the most valuable time is right now. And I love people who have the mindset that today is the day. I'm acting today for a better tomorrow. This is the best time of my life. As a result, if you have that attitude, it will be as miraculous as if you traveled through time. Because today is the time to create the best time of your life. So how do you make it so? Well, the first step is to open your eyes to the life before you today and value it most. Here's a simple illustration. Let's say you're 40 years old, and I'm going to give you a gift. Would you rather that I give you $50,000 in each of the next five years or $1 million when you retire at age 65? Which would you choose? Well, if you said $50,000 for each of the next five years, you're right. Why? Because you can invest that $250,000 right now. And if you earn 7% return annually for the next 25 years, you would have $1.3 million in the bank at age 65 when you retire. You see, there is a cost to waiting. And usually the effort needed today is much less than the monumental effort required tomorrow to arrive at the same place. This is true with money, with business, with relationships, and in so many other areas of life. By 2008, at the age of 28, Lin-Manuel Miranda had already written a Broadway musical. In 1999, his sophomore year of college, he wrote the first draft of In the Heights. And in 2005, the play started off-Broadway, and then in 2007, it went to Broadway and was nominated for 13 Tony Awards and won a Grammy as well. Can you imagine at age 27, he not only had a Broadway play, but starred in TV shows and taught English at his former high school and wrote for the Manhattan Times and composed music for commercials. He had just lived the best time of his life, right? I mean, that's a lifetime of work for most people. He could just sit back and enjoy the fruits of his labor. But he didn't. He understood that today is the best time of your life. So while on vacation in 2008, he read a biography of Alexander Hamilton. He said the story just walked into his brain. Inspired by the book, he wrote a rap about Hamilton. And the minute he got a sense for the idea, the moment he was inspired, he threw himself into the effort as if for the first time and worked as if he had a moment of opportunity. 
He spent a year writing the Hamilton song, My Shot. And he revised it countless times, each version getting closer and closer to reflecting Hamilton's intellect. And by 2012, Miranda was performing pieces of the life of Hamilton whenever he had the chance. Finally, after seven years of work and endless revisions and more work, the musical Hamilton premiered off-Broadway. A month later, it would begin its previews on Broadway. Seven years. You know, most people think that talented people just miraculously create great things. It took Miranda seven years of writing and creating. One year on a single song. Seven years from the time of his first imagination of it to its actual premiere. Miranda labored. Today, Miranda earns a 3% royalty on each performance, earning him tens of millions of dollars a year. What about you? What idea, what mission, what seven-year quest begins today? You see, that's the problem. Most of us want it in about an hour, and we're unwilling to give ourselves to something for an extended period of time and to begin today in the relentless doing of it. So whether it's seven years or seven months, get focused on the work of today rather than the hope of tomorrow. Now, do you believe that the best time of your life is now? I tell you, it is. Perhaps you've been inspired to finish that degree, or you've been thinking of calling your friend to team up on your business, or you want to set aside that habit that continually pulls you down, or whatever tug has been nagging you for the last little while. If so, let me tell you something about those tugs. They're in your life for a reason. You see, we often let life crowd out the things that can make this the best time of our life. And that tug helps you push through to find what's most important. A tugboat is a small boat that maneuvers other vessels that can't move well on their own. And if you have a large ship that's in harbor, especially in a crowded harbor, they need a tugboat to help them travel to and find the open ocean. They're too big and heavy to steer on their own. So the tugboat will throw on a tow line and help the ship steer around the obstacles, power through the tight lanes until it gets into the open ocean. And once in the open, the ship can power up the engines and move on to its destination. The same goes for you. That tug you're feeling is to give you the inertia and the steering out of the struggles in your life and get you back into open ocean. So if you're feeling the tug of, I really should, or maybe today is the time, then let's get a tow line attached and help you get into open waters so you can make this the best time of your life. Because here's the truth. You were made to be remarkable. And you were not made to buy into the fear and worries of the world. You have the tug, the pull, the faith inside you. And this time of your life has been given to you as a gift. It's time to stretch yourself. And when you do, you will discover some things about yourself that you didn't know before. You see, most people won't do that. They engage in low-risk living, but not you. You have the tug, the power within you to be remarkable. You bring unique talents and blessings and capabilities to this life, to your family, to your business. So let the tug of making this day your day. 
And I believe God and this life will show you the way. But that inspiration and direction only comes to those who seize the day, who decide that their time is now by following their tugs and pulls to new water. So remember, this is your time. Now is your finest hour. Years ago, I learned this lesson firsthand. I was the president of International for a large company, and I was on the road every week, long flights, lots of nights in hotel rooms. At first, I found myself reading a lot of novels or watching TV during my travel and idle time. But as I looked at who I was becoming, I decided that if for the next three to five years I had to do this job to help my company, then I would do my very best to take advantage of that time. Now, I had two master's degrees, but I always thought that someday I would get my PhD so I could become a college professor at some point in life. So I enrolled in a PhD program and used travel and idle time to read and do research. It was one of the greatest times of my life. I learned so much about me, about my area of study, and about people. And while I hope my finest hour is yet to come, those three and a half years were some of my finest. You see, life gave me idle time on an airplane, and I used it to get a PhD. What are you waiting for? What if you seized the day and made the upcoming year or years your finest hours? What if you did what you've been thinking about doing for a long time now? If you're a parent, what can you do to make this the best time of life for your family? You see, when parents see this time as special time, they become better parents. About 15 years ago, University of Kansas researchers published a study called The 30 Million Word Gap. In this study, researchers entered the homes of various families from different backgrounds to assess the language and vocabulary of the children and family. They found that 90% of words used by the child at age three came from the parents. And not only were the words identical, but the average number of words utilized, the duration of conversation, and speech patterns were similar to their parents. What they learned was that children in the low-performing groups heard about 600 words per hour, the middle-performing group, 1,200 words per hour, and the high-performing group, 2,200 words per hour. And the researchers estimated by age three, the difference between the high and low-performing groups was about three million words. And the researchers proved it isn't just about building the baby's brain or vocabulary. Language skills build all aspects of a child and their academic trajectory and social-emotional skills. Even math and special skills were enhanced through a broader vocabulary. The high-word children even showed more generosity to others. Here's the point. Parents, make the first three years of your child's life your finest hour. You will never get the same time back. And the same goes for any three-year time period. You'll never get it back. So how can you get started? Well, I've learned that every breakthrough in life requires a break with. To make this the best time of your life, you'll likely have to break with a few things to generate the space in life to make your finest hour happen. 
Now, I teach business strategy at the BYU Marriott School of Business. And in that class, we study companies and their strategies for success. And each semester, I ask the students this question. Imagine if you could go back to 1972 and invest a dollar in each company on the S&P 500 list. Which company would provide the largest return on investment in the next 30 years? They answer IBM or GE or Intel. But the answer is Southwest Airlines. Why? Because Southwest did things few other companies were willing to do. They were crystal clear about who they were and who they were not. You see, they flew into smaller airports and only flew one type of aircraft, saving them lots of money. That means they gave up the business at large airports and didn't fly cross-country flights. They were focused on doing what was necessary and not doing what was unnecessary. No meals, frills, and reserved seating. Not necessary. In the beginning, no baggage transfer. The result? Southwest has been the fastest growing and most profitable airline in the industry for many years. And that's why Southwest stock would have given you the best return. You know, so often people will come to me and ask me what they're doing wrong in building a business or as a student trying to get good grades or as a leader leading a team. And after assessing their situation, my answer is more often than not, you're not doing anything wrong. You're simply not doing enough of what's right. And this is true of most any endeavor, losing weight, leading teams or anything else. So I'll put them through this exercise. I'll ask them to take a piece of paper and make a column of the numbers 1 through 10 with 10 being at the top. And 10 represents the most vital of activities to achieve your goal for your studies in school, your business, or anything else you're trying to do. And 1 represents the least vital of those activities. I then ask them to make this list of the most vital to the least. When they're done, I ask them, how much of your time should you spend on the most important number 10? And they usually say, about 50% of my time. And I agree. That's about right. Then I ask them, what about number 9? And they say, about 30%. And then I say, what about number 7 and 8? And they say, about 15%. And then they realize that that only leaves 5% of their time for numbers 1 through 6. And the stark reality sets in that numbers one through six will hardly receive any attention at all. But this is a true fact. For students, this means that participating in a club or even something as important as a part-time job may have to be sacrificed for a while. You see, every breakthrough requires a break with less important things. The Latin root of the word decision is cis or sid, which literally means to cut or kill. Break with the things on your one through six list until you're doing enough of nine and ten. And if you will break with the things that keep you from your focus and commit in doubling your efforts towards what matters most, you'll likely reach your goals and make this the time of your life. Now, let me ask you this question. If you could go back to age 20, keeping the knowledge that you have now, your wisdom gained through the years, and you could start again knowing what you know now, would you do things differently? 
Would you make different choices? Most of us would. Now, what if you could go back to the age you are today? What would you do different? You see, you have the same knowledge, the same experience, etc. But there's no difference really between age 20 and today. You can act today with the same intensity and the same decisions. So life is short. Don't wait another minute to put your foot on the path of where you really want to go and break with what has been holding you back. Now, before I move on to the next point, one more comment about breaking with. One thing you may have to break with is the brain time, the constant obsessing over your inadequacy or current circumstances. You know, the worry about how you cope or why you haven't made more progress or why your business isn't where you want it to be. Imagine Churchill if he had just stayed in a state of worry, obsessing over Germany's strength or his country's vulnerable position or the internal battles he was facing in Parliament, but he didn't. He put a stake in the ground and said, no more retreating. We will fight. We will fight on the beaches, in the hills, and on the oceans. You, too, need to get out of the tug of war that's going on inside. Drop the rope. Break with your limited thinking and decide that you will fight in every way beginning today. Remember, this is your finest hour of life. And to make this your finest hour, you must also see and do something that others don't see or do. And it's this. I believe God has given us seasons in our life. And I believe that during those seasons, we have an opportunity to do something that was meant for us to do. And sometimes we move in the season and sometimes we don't. Perhaps you're to give yourself to serving a person or a team for a season or to get your education or to build a business to secure your financial future or to rest and take care of your physical health. Whatever it is, make it the best time of your life. Remember, to make this the best time of your life, you don't have to do something great. Life is made up of little things, smiles and kindness and doing good. What if you decided to make this the best day of your family's life just by being optimistic, ignoring the disease of social media, getting out of the day-to-day drag-me-down messages that you find there? What if you gave a dose of faith and optimism to those around you? That would be one of the best times of life. Mother Teresa said, even if you write a letter for a blind man, or you just go and sit and listen, or wash clothes for somebody, or clean the house, very humble work, that is where you and I must be. For there are many people who can do big things, but there are very few people who will do small things well. A few years ago, I read about David, who writes a post-it note to his daughter every night before he goes to bed. He puts it in a place where she will be sure to find it in the morning, on her mirror, in her lunchbox, on her bedroom door, or some other conspicuous place. On each note, he writes something he appreciates about her. I appreciated your help with the dishes tonight, or I was really inspired by how hard you worked on your math and got an A on your final. One day, he went into a room looking for a lost tool, and on his way out of the room, he saw 250 post-it notes stuck on the back of her bedroom door. His daughter had kept every one of those notes. So now, every time she leaves her bedroom, she sees 
250 notes of appreciation, that reminder that somebody loves her. What a powerful message. What wonderful therapy. All from a simple post-it note. So decide, this time is the best time of your life. Set your goals and let those goals change you today. It's as author David Allen said, the value of a future goal is the present change in you that it fosters. Now, another simple suggestion to making this time of your life the best time of your life. You know, in my life, many times when I've tried to do something remarkable, it immediately seems that people around me start weighing in and seeking to divert me from my intent or persuade me of the foolishness of my design. And I've learned you cannot, you must not, let what others think or do or say or don't say keep you from your end goal. I remember when I was younger and felt it was essential that my wife and I get out of debt. You know, we seemed to get more criticism that we didn't like to travel like others traveled or drive cars like others drove or live or possess what others did. And our friends often joked about our way of life and joked in a way that had a sharp edge to it. But we felt it was the time to save and take a second income and do and be what we had decided to do and be. Our family had grown to five children and we were too big for our house. And we had seen a building lot that we wanted to buy, but we couldn't until we could pay cash for it. So we both deferred spending, we brown bagged lunch, we made sacrifices. And one day I returned from a trip out of town and my wife had added the dollars, done the books, taken the money and purchased the lot. And I remember standing on the lot with her, knowing that our sacrifice had made the purchase happen. And I said to her, yeah, I wonder what all those people who made fun of us are thinking now. Don't buy into the discouraging words and people and circumstances that will come your way. As Steve Jobs said, don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. This is your time, not theirs. They may or may not even be around 10 years from now. And your future depends on your own actions. And you may have heard the term, put on your blinders, right? Blinders are used on racehorses to help them focus their minds on the race. The blinder blocks the periphery in the horse's field of vision. You see, some horses lose speed when they're running because they look around. And in a race, a horse may get distracted by other horses, people, even birds flying by. So blinders keep their vision straight ahead so they don't give heed to the unnecessary and the events not relevant to their end goal. So put on your blinders, so to speak, and don't let the goings-on of opinion keep you from making this your day. When you see this as your day and ignore what's happening or being said around you, it's like you move from the passenger seat to the driver's seat in life. And there are too few drivers nowadays. As the Volkswagen commercial says, on the road of life, there are passengers and there are drivers. Drivers wanted. So, as we approach the end of this podcast today, Imagine the difference you can make in your life if you will simply adopt the view that today is the start of the best time of your life. I know it can make all the difference. And like Churchill, 
decide, declare, determine that you will never surrender, that you will fight, and that this is your time. Remember Miranda. Once you're inspired, take the year to write that song. Stay in the fight. Your success, your finished play, your life's masterpiece is waiting. And there is a season, perhaps this season, that you've been given to do what you were meant to do. If you've got travel time, work on your PhD. If you're a parent, fill the gaps of vocabulary. If you have people around you who need your help, see this day as a day to serve. Whatever your season may be giving you, begin today to make the most of it. And break with what's keeping you from your goal. Serve and give and put on your blinders to other people's opinions. And this will be your time, your day, your finest hour. Thanks for being here today. And be sure to join us next week for another podcast as we learn to open our eyes to who and what we can become.